Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. We had just finished chapter 14 in our previous session. And let's see, Paul and Barnabas had returned to Antioch in Syria in the, at the end of that chapter. So we're ready to read chapter 15. This is the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 15. But some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom. Now this is a continuation. Now this is one of those breaks that I talk about sometimes. This is a continuation of what was being um, written about in chapter 14. So let's back up just a few verses to chapter 14, okay? And then I'm going to come down and I'll make note of where we're changing chapters and it'll be a little easier to understand. So Paul and Barnabas, they returned to Antioch in Syria. And when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Adelia, and from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And they remained no little time with the disciples. So they remained for quite a while. Now we're ready for chapter 15. But some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and the elders about this question. So, being sent on their way by the church, they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversion of the Gentiles and brought great joy to all the brothers. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they declared all that God had done with them. But some believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, It is necessary to circumcise them and to order them to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders were gathered together to consider this matter, and after there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, Brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you, that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, who knows the heart, bore witness to them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. And he made no distinction between us and them, having cleansed their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. So here, you know, the Pharisees are going back to being Pharisees, and we have a tendency to do that even now. We do. We have a tendency in our churches to go back and try to kind of make laws and rules and that aren't really here, okay? That don't really exist. And to try to hold people to those and say, oh, you have to do this just this way or just that way. And, oh, it's just this, you know. And there are some things that are very well defined that we have to do. There are. But by and large, that kind of 
letter of the law thing, that's what Jesus came to oppose and clear up. That's why our covenant is better. More is required of us because our covenant is a covenant of love and caring for one another. But at the same time, there's less legalistic points to the new covenant because we're not under the law and we're definitely not under the traditions and the the, the men's traditions or the uh, human traditions that uh, sometimes they were pushed as law in the old days. So here, you know, the Pharisees are being Pharisees. They're like, they're like hey, you know, they got to be circumcised. And that's, you don't read that anywhere, that that has to be the case. So, um, and that's what Peter's saying. He's saying, look, why are you trying to place this yoke on these people? They, you know, we believe we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. And all the assembly fell silent, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they related what signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has now related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a word for his name. Now, when it says Simeon there, I'm pretty sure that's still Simon Peter or Peter. Um, I forget why I had read about this. Um, anyway, why they that was that's some version of his name for some reason. Let's see. Um, so um, Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for His name, and with this the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written. After this I will return, and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will restore it. That the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord, and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who makes these things known from of old. Therefore my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled and from blood. For from ancient generations Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. So, they're deciding instead just to send them a letter and let them know to abstain from these things. So, <clears throat> let me continue on, sorry. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, leading men among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instructions, it has seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what 
has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. Now that is that is the whole of their letter, and they really um, they really are just saying, you know, just to, to abstain from these things. You know, sexual immorality is a big deal, of course, but to abstain from blood, you know, we shouldn't be. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of stuff in that we shouldn't be drinking blood and and all that. And we should abstain from things sacrificed to idols. Now, yeah, that's the only one where I think later Paul says, eh, you know, I mean, if you're in a position where you have to, then you have to. That's fine. But if it's going to bother other people, then don't do it. You know, that type of thing. Um, but, like, if you were starving and you needed to eat something, you just eat. You know, ask the Lord to bless it and just eat whatever, you know. But nonetheless, you know, just saying that in normal, everyday practice, you would want to abstain from these things makes makes perfect sense. So when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John, called Mark, but Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Now you remember I mentioned this in a previous reading, and I, I, let me see if I can find the chapter for that is real fast. Um, Mark withdrew from them and went on, went back to Jerusalem. Let's see. And it's not too far back, but it, I may I may or may not be able to find it right away. I made mention of it, though, in a previous chapter we were reading. Let's see. Paul and, Paul and Barnabas are sent off. Right. If you look in chapter 13, verses like 13 and 14... You know, it talks about Paul and his companions that sailed from Paphos, came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John left them and returned to Jerusalem. But they went on from Perga and came to Antioch in Pisidia, so forth, etc. I'm not trying to make light of it, I'm just saying that's this is the part. There's no reason that I see here for him to have left. But he did. He went back to Jerusalem for whatever reason. Now, I don't know what that reason was. There could be very good reason. But anyway, because he had not traveled with them, and maybe with them, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, so Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. In other words, he wanted them to revisit, and they would be like familiar they would be familiar with Paul and Barnabas, you know. And he didn't want to take, I guess he didn't want to take a stranger, like I said. I don't know why. I don't know why that would matter. And there arose a sharp disagreement so that they separated from each other. Now this is talking, I'm going back, this is Paul and Barnabas, so let me start over. 
But Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So, there was this disagreement here. It's not really explained, so I don't really understand why they had this disagreement or why this was a big deal. Um, Paul may have had a good point, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know the particulars of this. Um, I think... um, I think someone else has talked about this before, and they actually had a better take on it and, and understood it more than I do. So I don't want to get into something that I personally just can't explain. I think it's sad that they had this sharp disagreement and that they actually parted ways. Um, but, you know, it just it shows that these kinds of things can happen, even to Christians. And... Uh, to my mind, it shows that can happen even with, you know, we consider these guys like Paul and Barnabas and these guys, we consider these guys to be like, you know, biblical heroes. But even so, you know, they had, you know, they had this disagreement and they had this um, parting of the ways, which is sad. And, you know, I think as Christians, we should try not to have these parting of the ways and we should not... Try not to let small things. There are very important things in the Word, and then there are things that are less so. I'm not trying to be smart aleck or judgmental against anyone at all, but what's important is that people come to believe Jesus and that they're baptized and saved and and given the chance to read the Bible and to understand and be in, and and be taught, you know, and be taught, have someone teach them and help them to learn the scriptures. Um, that's what's important. Other minor things, and I can't think of a good example, but I'll try to think of a good example, like minor disagreements in other things aren't so important like when you read well like when you read Genesis and there's some interesting stuff in Genesis but there's some gaps there's things that are not there we don't always know like when they refer to the sons of God and the daughters of men we're not completely sure of the understanding of that of how that's you know some people want to say that's demons or angels and and that's men Um, Some people say that there were two races of men. You know, I don't want to get into all that. It's, It's interesting stuff. There's a lot of interesting theories. It's fun to read and think about. But, at the end of the day, those theories and those things are not important. And it's not worth, like, me and you, whoever you might be. It's not worth us arguing over it. It's one thing to talk about it and discuss it and think those are interesting ideas. And I'm open to a lot of interesting ideas and theories uh, as long as it's not already disproven by the Word, by the Bible. Um, But we don't want to become in disagreement with each other over these things. It's, It's not worth it. 
Now, Paul may have had a good reason here that he did not want to take him. Like I said, there may be good reasoning for that. But in the end, he ended up not taking him anyway. So did, you know, he ended up taking someone else, and it wasn't Paul and Barnabas. So is that a bit of a fail there? It sounds like there's a bit of a fail between him and Barnabas. I'm not trying to be mean at all, but I mean um, because... He wanted it to be Paul and Barnabas, the Paul and Barnabas show on the road, and it ended up not being that anyway. So, maybe he should have just allowed, I hate to say it, but maybe he should have just allowed Mark, or John, John called Mark, maybe he should, should have just allowed him to come with him. So, just a thought, you know, I am I was not there, so I'm not judging, and I'm not saying, and you can take this as one of those things where it's like, that's just me thinking about that. I can't refer to anything in the Bible that says one way or the other, okay? So, um, but, you know, if I was thinking about this from a, a lesson perspective of what can I learn from this, maybe, maybe I could take away that, uh, you know, maybe we should be a little more willing to allow for, uh, for, like he wanted to be Paul and Barnabas, but maybe... He should have been a little more willing to allow for this extra person to come along, even though they weren't there originally. We don't know the reasons, of course, why they didn't go with them, why John called Mark did not go with them. So, all right. Anyway, that is the end of chapter 15. I've probably drawn on enough about that. Um, <clears throat> thank you for listening. Um, hope you have a wonderful day. And uh, remember... God loves you.